0: I need to open today's episode with a song, but I don't know what's a, a, a John Snow. It's me, Natalie. <laughs> you was, come home. I I,
1: I literally lolled at that part of the of the of the recap. That was great. Oh, I thought we'd started so already. Oh, are we, yeah, we've started. Are we doing is this? is Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hey,
0: everyone. I prank started the podcast on Stew Lake. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> um, yes. Hello. Welcome to Raven on, ladies and gentlemen. I am a little bit excited, which is why I got the one up on Stu there by singing. <laughs> Jon Snow is back. And uh, this is the Raven on recap with me, Natalie Bohensky, your faithful recap respondent and the melodious Stuart Lake, who I'm sure, like me, is all a flutter, all a tingle. At the return of, of Jon Snow. Oh, I think we all are.
1: We all are, aren't we? Yeah. i I got a little bit of a tingle at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, <laughs> did you expect him to be back this episode? Because I thought they could potentially draw it out another episode and then bring him back series three, uh, episode three. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, seriously. Next series. Go back in time and bring him back in episode three. <laughs> I thought that they could have gone another episode and drawn it out to bring him back in episode three, but I'm glad they didn't.
1: Yes, no, I'm very glad they did it when they did. I, yeah, I thought they were going to... It would have been really weird if they had a cut to the credits and he hadn't woken up. That would have been really strange. So the fact that they did wait till the last possible minute and then boom, he opens his eyes and starts breathing.
0: And actually something I didn't put in my recap, but I thought of it at the time and forgot to put in my recap. So I'll say it now. It reminded me a lot of the moment that Bran woke up in series one after being knocked out of the tower. And the way his eyes kind of flung open. Yeah. And he was also alone in the room except for a direwolf. So that's true. should we dive straight into <laughs> conversations that have been starting to flow about whether John was in ghosts? His direwolf. Well, that's
1: that's one of the theories out there. Is was that he, he walking? He wasn't really dead. He was just resting. Uh, <laughs> and he was he was because apparently walking runs in the family. So Brandon is a warg, and he can travel into the minds of animals. And apparently, John can also do this. The theory goes, and so when he was dying, he walked into Ghost, and that's why Ghost has been hanging around and all that sort of thing. Which kind of discredits Ghost a little as a character. Like that sort of—he's always quite—he would have done that. He would have done that anyway. Yeah, exactly.
0: He just had extra incentive if this theory is in fact
1: correct. If this theory is right, and maybe
0: it doesn't need to be. Maybe there doesn't need to be a theory maybe Melisandre just can with the what? power of touch. Yeah. <laughs> look, if she, I was she able... She has the magic touch. If I, she's got the touch! <laughs> she's got the power! So, Melisandre, through the power of touch, mm. and look, to be honest, if I could just touch Jon Snow, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could shake a bit of life in it. Yes. <laughs> I and mean, I don't like to big I, I'd myself. be
1: surprised if, if you didn't. <laughs>
0: mostly fear. You know, he would probably give me the same look that he gives at the end of that episode where he's just sort of panting in fear. Like, what are you doing, crazy woman? Why do you have that axe? Why do you have a brick? Why are you beating my legs? Kathy Bates in Misery style. You're mine now. You have to
1: stay here.
0: I have to protect you, Jon Snow.
1: Going outside is dangerous.
0: You don't understand. They're after you. (laughs) Who the wildlings? No, all the other fans.
1: And that horrible grit.
0: So anyway, I've gotten caught up. I'm so excited that Jon Snow's back. I can't think straight. All day today, I've been like, (laughs) ah.
1: It's exciting. It's exciting to have him back. I wasn't ready for how excited I was going to be when he came back. Because I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, they were obviously stretching it out. And I'm like, he's getting, I knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's going to wake up in the last few seconds of the mm. episode. This is what's going to happen. Cause you can see very obviously what's building up. And it, it was done very well. Like, I'm not, I'm not ragging on the episode. It was done very well. They drew out the tension. Everyone, you know, has their moment of doubt and they walk away and they think it's all failed. And then boom, he wakes up. And he woke up and I was like, yay, John's back. Like, I was like, I, I actually wasn't expecting to have that reaction. Like, because I was, we knew he was coming back. Of course we did. And we knew that, that this was going to happen, and it was going to happen this way, Melisandre, bring him back, and it was all playing out exactly like I thought I would, but the show still managed to sort of suck me in, and maybe that's why they sort of drew it out, and so you're actually like, yep, yeah, uh, uh, okay, he's not back yet, and, and boom, he's away, hey, now, John's back.
0: I had a few people, one in particular, complaining on, oh, Stu's just spilled his water there. <laughs> Ironically, he spilled water all over his Targaryen Fire and Blood coaster. Yes. Um Soon my whole house will <laughs> be Game of Thrones memorabilia. We, we
1: podcast on theme here, people, Yeah, we do. It?
0: We absolutely do. Oh, I bought from a shop the other day, just randomly, two really cool little badges, like one of Jon Snow oh, cool. and one of Tyrion. They're really sweet, except the Jon Snow one just has the mo; It doesn't have the beard as well. So he just looks like a porn star. He just looks like Ron Jeremy. He's never
1: just had the moment. Exactly.
0: Why's why that? I don't why know. There's something wrong with the cutting of the badge. They've just gone, oh, okay. no, we need to have the whole face, not the beard. But so he just looks like kind of like Inigo Montoya from the Princess Bride, <laughs> which, which isn't is, terrible. Yeah, that
1: still, know, works, that still works, but
0: it's a bit porn starry as well. Mm. Again, no, I'm not, I'm not sad about that. I'm just, <laughs> I was just remarking. I had someone on the recap today or on my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. Come along, join in the fun. There's ogling. And he was quite upset about this development. He thought it was very fantasy kind of cliche. I
1: saw that comment and I I don't agree with it. Like The the point that he was making was that if you bring back a character, then that completely eliminates any dramatic tension within a narrative because theoretically you could bring back any character. Mm. But I think the show has done enough. To sort of demonstrate that this isn't an everyday occurrence, this, yeah. this is something only a small group of people can do in a select set of circumstances.
0: And I think the fact was that Melisandre had lost her faith. She didn't think she, she could didn't even do it. think it had worked. Exactly. And so some people were saying, "Oh, you know, she's she's had a lack of faith, but now she she's bring she, she's brought him back, and she'll be okay again." And I really feel like it almost mm. worked despite her. Like, she was kind of begging for it to work, but she didn't seem to fully trust that it would.
1: Yeah, her heart wasn't in it. Yeah, she was
0: really saying, please, just please. But Mm. kind of with this dread of, I can't do this.
1: And, and it, it's interesting too because that's that's sort of the same place that uh, Thoros was in when he brought back um, Verek Dondarrion back in the earlier season. We we haven't got there yet in the rewatch, but I was I went back and rewatched that scene, and he's talking about how he was in. He didn't even believe in the Red God anymore. He didn't believe uh, in the Lord of Light. He was just this drunk, basically ex priest wandering around Westeros. His mission was to convert Robert Robert Baratheon, and he didn't. Ah. Robert had no time for any gods. He just wanted to get drunk. And ironically, in the end, so did Thoros of Mir. He just completely lost his faith, completely, you know, was just a drunk walking around. And then Ned Stark sent Beric Dondarrion and a group of people off to fight the mountain. Thoros went with him because he was his friend and the mountain killed Beric Dondarrion. And so he knelt by him and said a prayer, not because he thought it would do anything, but because, and I love this line. This is the line that he says, because he was my friend and they were the only words I knew. And it's really good. That's That's a really wonderful little line. And so he was in this place of complete doubt and complete despair, calling out with words that he knew that he didn't really even believe in for the Lord to come down and bring his friend back. And at that moment, Beric Dondarrion got up, right? Melisandre is in a very similar place.
0: Mm. It makes sense. Yeah. Holistically, it makes sense. Absolutely. And I am wondering now what... Her character's journey will be like, <laughs> will she be? Because Thoros, when we meet him in series three, mm. is really quite cheeky yes. and yeah. a bit cocky and quite cognizant of his power. Like, yeah. So is Melisandra going to get back her sass? Maybe. Or will she be more careful with it? Will she be more, will it be a process of going, have I done the right thing? And I ponder about the lesson we learned in series one from Miriam Asdur and Karl <laughs> Drogo's death, which is only death can pay for life. Yes. That seems to be a little thread that comes through most of the cultures in Game of Thrones, that yeah. only, only death can pay for life. So I'm wondering if there's something to do with her true nature and her aging. Maybe she's coming yeah. to the end of her life and doing this as the last gasp. You know, she's drawn energy in the past from Sexy times <laughs> by giving away her power and bestowing it on someone else. Mm. Has she lost something there? Maybe she'll lose the ability to cloak herself. I thought that could be an interesting, yeah, maybe development. But yeah, John stays back. All these He's questions. So yeah,
1: wait till next episode. Let's just but, bask. Yeah, just take a moment to ah. appreciate.
0: But let's just finish up at Castle Black while we are talking on that, because that's of course the very last. Few minutes of the episode, but there was some really cool stuff that happened at Castle Black. Oh yes! All before that, <laughs> so Alistair Trump was waiting to. Well, he started bashing down the door, and bless Davos, saying, "I've never been much of a fighter, so apologise for what you're about to see." And there <laughs> he's standing with a long, floor, even. With long yeah. floor, yeah, ready to go down. Chopping. And then just as the axe was coming through the door to John's room, there was some more chopping, Stu. There was. And were you, like (laughs) me, hoping that what was going to happen would happen? I realized
1: (laughs) what was about to happen about two seconds before it actually did, and I was like,
0: Stampy's back! Yay! I'd totally forgotten that I'd call him him Stampy. (laughs) My apologies. I know, I know, Stampy. And he's just so meh about any kind of trouble. Yes. Arrowed in the back by some dude on a balcony and turns around, he's like, Ugh. and it they must have just stolen that from the Marvel. Like that was so Hulk. It was a very
1: did. Hulk moment, yeah. It was so Hulk and Loki
0: <laughs> in the Avengers when he's like
1: boom,
0: boof, boom, boof,
1: boom, puny god. Except he was not a god, he was a squishy mortal.
0: Yeah, uh, he was a squishy <laughs> mortal who just went splat. splat. <laughs> it was just so good. We
1: you know, And I mean, we're we're probably going to talk about some very horrible things in this episode, but that's fairly horrific, and it was mostly played for laughs, I thought. It was a funny moment, and maybe that says something about me. No, no, I I can't
0: (laughs) imagine anyone not laughing at that point. Even if you were... It's still funny horror.
1: There was two moments of extreme violence involving large men very early in this episode, and both of them were played basically for laughs. They were comedy beats. That's fine. I laughed. Yeah. That was great. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to the other ones soon. One. <laughs> I think you all know what
0: we're talking about. But I want to spend some time on that particular gag. Oh, yes. But Tormund Giant's Giantsbane is back. He's back. Didn't he look
1: good? Like, he, looked, he looked great. He Come just through. looked...
0: He's got, that, he's got that. He's got uh, that.
1: bright red yeah. hair and beard, and, and just the, stands out against the, the really
0: bright blue eyes. Yeah, so that just yeah. really wide open. Yeah. And,
1: and he's a big guy too. Like just him, the actor who plays him, yeah. he's a tall man, so he just love, walks through.
0: I love the way that all the Night's Watchmen just totally lost the bottle. Any kind of confidence they had, because Alistair had killed Jon Snow and had, you know, they all had crossbows and they were outnumbering the other rebels, so they mm-hmm. had a bit of confidence. The wildlings show up. Tormund Giant's Bane comes in and growls at them and it's like, <laughs> I surrender, I surrender. We're
1: done, we're done.
0: I'm a, don't, just don't kill me. Don't squish me like a giant. And I like that because I felt that played very true to the situation. I think you yeah, would well, just, yeah, most mean, of those guys are not fighters, they're thieves. And yeah, exactly. And, they, and they, to learn. they have a
1: numerically superior force that also includes a giant. Yes. Yeah. Like a literal <laughs> giant. Um, so they're like, you know what? Not worth it. We're fine. We surrender. All good, except for Alisa and bloody Ollie. <laughs> I was tr- wondering who s- like runs in as if he's going to do anything, like waving his sword around like an idiot.
0: Just like that arrogance uh, that he might have. Some yeah, kind of he might impact.
1: turn the tide. <laughs> but
0: you they're stupid. now both in cells. <laughs> they are. They are. And is that a just reward for Ollie, or would you like? Well, to I think slowly oh, oh,
1: I think something's coming. Something's going to come for them, surely.
0: No, I think John will forgive him. I John, John
1: beheaded Janos. Uh, was it Janos Slint who went up to the wall? Yeah, uh, he beheaded him. Yeah, he, he did for like disobeying a direct order or whatever.
0: Yeah, what did he? That's he, right, he did. He directly disobeyed him, and, and then he cut his head off. That is not looking good for me for Game of Thrones trivia. So I'll tell you what happened. Very late one night, a week or so ago. <laughs> I don't know how, but I found out that there's a local pub nearby having a Game mm. of Thrones trivia night. Yes. And I signed up. And I did it very late at night, and I couldn't remember. And a few days ago, it occurred to me, you signed up for this Game of Thrones trivia team. So we have, Stu and I, we're on a pub trivia team. Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: A very, very high-achieving pub trivia team. Yeah, we're pretty
1: good. We're pretty good. We're pretty awesome we're at,
0: at the 90s music <laughs> round. So I asked the pub trivia team, hey, who's up? The Game of Thrones trivia.
1: And I would like to say that I immediately said I can't do the nights that it's on. Like the night that it's on, I can't be there. Straight away I said that.
0: Excuses, excuses. (laughs) So now that none of my pub trivia team are coming, I'm torn because I really want to go. And now I'm thinking, maybe I go by myself and I sit in the corner like a really popular person. (laughs) And I see how well I can do. Like like Just you. Just me. Just me against the man. Yeah. Me against the trivia machine.
1: Like, you, you are Australia's premier, well, the world's premier recap respondent of Game of Thrones.
0: Look, I don't know about that. <laughs> but I'm a little obsessed, and I've got a relatively good memory about Game of Thrones. Having said that, I couldn't remember anything just then about Janos Snow. That's right. And, so,
1: and you frequently call the characters nicknames, which would really hamstring you if that comes up.
0: Good point. Yes. I'll need to do some revising. <laughs> but... I reckon I'd be in with a chance. I reckon yeah. I could sneak into like yeah, a, a third, absolutely. maybe even a second place. Yeah. In. So maybe I'll keep you posted. and Next week we can go over.
1: Are you so you're going to you to do it by I yourself? I am. Do it by yourself?
0: Yeah. Well, I've always do wanted it. to go to this pub. Apparently, they've got a good restaurant attached, mm. so I can go and get myself a bucket of fried chicken or something, and just sit there hoeing into some chicken.
1: Sit down, eat fried chicken. Yeah. Do Game of Thrones trivia.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much a good night for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I, could take, if I could take a cat along, but I don't think they'd let it into the bar. <laughs> Probably I don't know. not. I don't know if they're... You could
1: dress people. it up as a dragon.
0: I've got to learn how to walk my cats on a lead. I've got to do that, man. That's, That's just weird. No, it's not weird. It's very cool. It's
1: pretty weird. Cats
0: on a lead is cool. Nah, it freaks me out. No, but when they're all groovy and kind of chill, look up. There's a dude on the Gold Coast called Catman2. Look him up on YouTube. He's got two cats. He walks them to the beach. They skateboard you. They are well, skateboarding see, cats. You never said
1: anything about skateboarding. I'm just talking about being on yeah, a leash. Yeah, but you
0: can't skateboard a cat until you've walked it on a leash first. You know, they've got to be... One able follows to the other. Obviously. These little jerks around here would freak the hell out if I took them outside. But if I could teach them to walk on a leash. Anyway, was that everything that happened at Castle Black? Alistair Trump, Ollie in a cell, Tom and Giant Spain, mm-hmm. just looking really cool. Yep. Davos. Oh, just Davos's pep talk to Melisandre.
1: Yes, yeah, which I thought was really interesting given their history. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, he was the one who came up with this whole idea about, now you say he's dead, (laughs) but does he have to actually be dead?
1: (laughs) How are we working here? Like, what what terms are we working under?
0: If anyone had some kind of spooky power Mm. that could bring him back from the dead, I'm going to lay a bet that it's the chick who gave birth to a demon baby. Yes.
1: <laughs> and he even says that. He says, I watched you give birth to a shadow demon. Could you maybe bring this guy back to life? Is that in your power set? I don't know.
0: And she was so morose. Like, no, I can't. It's not possible. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but she does it. Yeah, she gives it a crack. And I do wonder if she did it for herself or if she did it for Sir Davos, given all that she's kind of put him through. But you know sorry. what I liked too. I liked when she was touching John's, and I'm sorry to bring it back to John's beautiful torso, but no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and that music, the Stanis Baratheon music, or the, the sort of the theme, his late motif.
1: Oh, it was too. Yeah. Da,
0: da, da, da. I realise that's not Stanis's. That's hers. That's
1: hers, right? Okay. That's
0: her music. It's yeah. the Lord of Light. It's Rilo. Yeah. It's, it's her music. So Stannis just had it because he was with her, and that made me feel really neat. Like, oh, <laughs> it was her music all along. You recognise
1: that? You're like, oh yeah, okay.
0: You know, I just I like those little moments. Let's put to bed Jon Snow <laughs> finally, and talk about other cool things that happened in this episode. Actually, let's rip the Band-Aid off. Ramsey. Oh, you, you want to do it now? Yeah, yeah. okay. Ramsey.
1: Well, first of all, can we talk about, like, Roose Bolton first? Because we say goodbye to hissed yeah, well, Roos Bolton.
0: Yeah, um, oh my God. There was I feeling sorry for him. Like, <laughs> that actually did shock
1: it, it speaks a lot to how much of a shit of a character Ramsey is, that you actually feel sorry for Roose
0: Bolton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But... Even just the last episode, I'd gone. Oh, that's right. I suppose Roos, despite all his many flaws, at least is a bit sensible and not a psychotic yeah. outback.
1: Well, he's he's sadistic, but he's not an idiot. Ramsay isn't an idiot, but he's off. He's a mad dog off but the. But he's chart,
0: he's right? sadistic. He's not sadistic for personal pleasure, whereas Ramsay is. Yes. You know, yeah. Roos is only sadistic to get power. Yeah. Ramsay both wants power but wants to gain physical pleasure yes. from torturing yep. others. He loves causing pain to people. Yeah, so, and just the way he'd been, he'd kind of slapped down Ramsey last week. And even in this episode when talking about how Sansa had escaped and yeah. all the men were dead and, well, they must have had help. And he says, well, I didn't think Sansa would take them all out. <laughs> you know, this kind of zing. And I'm like, yeah, you wait, buddy. Give it a couple of months under training by Brienne. She will take them all out. <laughs> Xena Gabrielle narrative. Remember, yeah, Xena Gabrielle yeah. narrative. Is
1: that what we... Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what's happening. That's then. what's
1: happening. All
0: right. You know, as soon as the maester came in and said Lady Walders had a baby, you just knew that that baby wasn't safe. Yeah, no, immediately. But I didn't think necessarily Roos would go, but of course yeah. it makes sense oh, that of he was. just... Does. Yeah,
1: in hindsight, again, it's one of those things where of course he did, but I love that they play the scene where they're right up next to each other and you're not quite sure which one's supposed to be in danger because they're both extremely dangerous characters.
0: That is true. You could have you could have imagined yeah. Roos just going, you'll always be my firstborn, stabbing Yes, Ramsay. Exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: That that scene is played. You're not totally sure which way the show's gonna go. Like mm. is does Roos get rid of Ramsay? Does Ramsey? Does Ramsay get rid of Roos? That's the way it works out. But until that happens, we're not quite sure. And that's really great. Like that's amazing that the show can put those two characters together, and you're not quite sure which way it's going to go. In hindsight, of course they're going with Ramsey because not only does that make sense, but also the the whole episode is about this generational sort of renewal, Mm. almost, this is happening again and again and again across this episode. But for this one, it makes total sense. But just in that moment, either one of them could have gone, and that's really great.
0: Yeah, and it's really, I think, because... You couldn't really have Roos acting with just a baby. Like, yes, that's his then legitimate age. You You need an adult to drive the plot. You can't really have the baby making decisions and stuff. They're just going to be sitting there pushing for about, I don't know, 10 seasons or something.
1: That's right, yeah. Unless they they go away and come back, and that way they can age them
0: up about five
1: or six years. But
0: even so, you couldn't age a baby to a teenager in... A no, season or two, you could like, This like, isn't bold and the beautiful. Yes, no, <laughs> yeah, it comes close sometimes. No, I take that back. Ramsay then did something really interesting. He said that Roose had been poisoned by his enemies. Yes, he told the Ma- told the maester, send the ravens, tell them Roose has been poisoned by our enemies. And the other thing is that Ramsay has press-ganged into service mm. a bunch of treacherous northern lords. Yes. And I'm sorry if Rob Stark cut off your father's head, Lord Karstark, but your father went and killed some prisoners, and Rob was very noble. And let's not think badly of Rob. He was very <laughs> handsome, okay? He didn't make a mistake. He was being honourable and true to himself. Yes. Your father was the bad guy. I'm sorry he lost his head twice. <laughs> but... Don't go joining Ramsay Bolton. No, that would be bad. And he said there's another couple of houses too. They said
1: that, um, the House of Umber.
0: Yeah, was in there. oh, that's the one. I was yeah, like, the Glovers what? and the Umbers. The Glovers and the Umbers. Yeah,
1: Great John Umber. Great John Umber. Is Great John Umber dead? No. He's not dead? No, no,
0: it was Lord Castor who got his head cut off. As far no, as
1: we but who died at the at the Red Wedding?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: So theoretically, Great John Umber is still running around.
0: He might so have died why would, Great So Red.
1: why would Great John Umber support the Boltons?
0: Well, remember he was always a bit iffy about Rob from the beginning, so not, Ramsey, not not at the end
1: though. He was one hundred percent on board. He was his biggest defender.
0: True, true, but maybe they got offered something.
1: Yeah, it happens. It's a weird, weird uh, world. But
0: we similarly, those three houses plus Ramsay and the Boltons control enough to control enough army, control a big enough army to, to, to control north the north. north. The yeah. So Ramsey has it sewn up, it would seem.
1: Yes, but now his plan is to march on the wall.
0: And, oh, bring it!
1: Well, this is the thing, because, and as Bruce says, you march on the wall, you're going to unite every other house in the north and maybe even the country against you. There's some things you just don't do, and one of them is to march on the wall and kill the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. And he's yeah. right, like, that would be huge. That, that would be a very strange and silly move, but I would bet folding money that that's what Ramsay's next move is, is to
0: march north. So we're expecting then... John to be back at the war yes. with a bunch of wildlings and a giant. Yes. Still probably not big enough to take on a Bolton army perhaps, but if they could kill Ramsay. Mm.
1: And wouldn't that be satisfying to have Jon Snow kill Ramsay Bolton?
0: Oh, yeah. Except, except, one thing <coughs> I'll bring in here, and yes, I hate Ramsay, but he is a good villain. And oh, he's great. The show well, is amazing. Oh, yeah, yes. yes I, I mean, know. has maybe he's achieved... Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a moment. Has he achieved peak awful, awful guy? I mean, he did chop a guy's wang off back in Series <laughs> yes. 3, so it's not like he started off low and kind of built up. No, he, definitely, awful.
1: he set a high bar and yeah. he kept clearing it. He
0: really did. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the uh, gold medal pole vaulter yes. of evil plots. but
1: Emphasis on the pole. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> But do we want to see him go? I mean, yes, we do want to
1: well, see him I, I Well, I want to eventually see him get his comeuppance. And villains on this show don't necessarily get their comeuppance, although they tell, you know, eventually something seems to happen to them. So I, I would like to see something happen to Ramsay.
0: Oh, yeah. I do like the idea of him marching on the wall and, like, Sansa is there with Brienne as well. Yes, and, wouldn't that be great? Uh, and Pod and John, and they have a bit of a reunion, that would be awesome. Mm. But before we talk about Sansa, let's just mention what happened to poor Lady yeah. Walda. So we get to this. So Hungry dogs,
1: mm-hmm. newborn baby, yeah. you know. Yeah. To be honest, and this is the thing, again, this is one of those things that may mean that I'm a terrible person, but when I was watching it, it was a horrible scene, and obviously I felt uncomfortable, but I didn't feel pulled out of the show, because... Ramsay is horrible, and we've seen many times in the past that he is horrible.
0: Mm. It was not... It it
1: felt like par for the course. He was terrible, but he needs to get them out of the way, because that baby is now his direct rival. So he just needs to get rid of them. And because he's Ramsay Bolton, he feeds them to his dogs. That wasn't shocking to me. It was horrible, but it wasn't shocking.
0: Yeah. I thought that even when he said, may I hold him to Lady Waldo with this... Well, I I
1: thought thought they were going to have him, like, just...
0: Fling on down. the ground yep. or
1: something. I was like, they're not going to do that. I think the show realized that they needed to play this very carefully because they cut away from what was happening. I feel like if this had happened in season two or season three, they might have shown the dogs actually attack them.
0: Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like,
1: I think they've become... Like, whereas now... They cut away and instead they they focus on Ramsay and his his reaction. Or
0: Lord Bolton, as he called himself.
1: You know, I think the show knows that there's a line there that a lot of people are pretty uncomfortable with and it sort of dances right up to it. And I think... Some people, if the internet is to be believed today, there's lots of articles talking about has it gone too far, but then there's, oh, uh, there's those articles every season about something yeah. like that. So, Like I said, I had my personal line last season with the Sansa stuff, you know, and we talked at length about that, about how I thought that was probably a step too far. Do we really need to see how much of a shit Ramsey is? Like, because we know he's evil, we get it, he's an evil person, we don't need to keep seeing him do evil things to know that he's an evil person, and yet we kind of do, because there's a danger there of becoming complacent in your villain, where you get a bit of Stockholm Syndrome, especially in a TV show, you're watching them all the time, some people actually start to sympathize with them, and you have to keep doing, especially for a character like Ramsay, who is sadistically unhinged, you have to keep showing that he is a sadistic monster. Mm. And this more than accomplishes that. The show wasn't wrong to show this. It had to get rid of Walda and her her baby because they were a dangling thread otherwise. yeah, And that'd always be there. If she escaped or did something else like that, she'd always be out there as a dangling thread. People would be like, oh, but what if Walda comes back with like Bruce's son? You know, what would happen then? And it would just be this distraction. You have to get rid of them right now to say that Ramsay is the, is I, the
0: Lord. I did like the way... She knew what was coming.
1: She's yeah, that, that dawning realization. I mean, I,
0: I was like going, "Why would you follow him into the darkness?" <laughs> Say, "No, no, no! I'll wait for Roos out here, thank you." in In the middle of the uh, this, castle square, just surrounded There's lots by other of people, people around.
1: Yeah, not that that would stop him, but you
0: know, no, it wouldn't necessarily. But I, was, why would you follow Ramsay Bolton anyway? <laughs> but she realized and. I thought she gave a wonderful performance, that actor, yeah, to yeah, she did. really convey a humanity to Walder that yeah. we hadn't seen before. Because and, she was always kind of Roos's joke wife. Like he picked and, her because yeah, she was the heaviest, so he got she the was most a joke. silver. Exactly. You know, she was just another Walder who needed to be married off. But in that moment we saw a real human who had just gone through one of the most, you know, intense experiences that you'll go through as a person. Well that's right.
1: She had just given birth.
0: Yeah. And then bang dead like mm. I thought it was well played from that perspective because it didn't she didn't grovel grovel but she said please I will go I will never make a problem for yeah. you you know she still and she had a dignity about yeah. the way she was begging for her life
1: that's right and, and I believe her I think Ramsey believed it too like he's like yeah if I let you go like you probably won't cause any trouble but then I wouldn't get to set my dogs on you so mm. here we, here, this is happening
0: now quick bit of future gazing. Mm. Do we think there'll be ramifications from Walder Frey of the twins... Well,
1: and this is the thing.
0: ...towards Ramsay?
1: He wiped out the Starfucks for refusing to marry one of his daughters, right? So what is he going to do to someone who killed one of his daughters?
0: Counterpoint. I think he won't care. (laughs) Exhibit A. (coughs) He has like 70 million children. Yes, he killed the Starks because of an insult, but that was because his daughter was supposed to be queen to a king. One of his daughters was supposed to be queen to a king. Yes, Walder is, you know, Lady of Winterfell. Okay, that's something. But he has a bunch of other daughters, and he's a treacherous bastard himself, so can he really complain? You know, Roose, Roose got him in on the plan, and he also was only in on that plan because Tywin Lannister helped set it all up. Yeah. So I think Walder is not as individually clever or cunning. I think he's more of an opportunist mm. and took advantage of this dangling of power. And I think if Ramsay goes in going, oh she died and the baby died in childbirth, which is entirely possible, yeah, that he just won't tell the truth and Walder will go, oh well. Well,
1: and that's the thing. Too. I just like, don't think he'll care. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too. And you make a very good point there. Is that Ramsay's already lied about how like Roos died?
0: Yeah. So there's
1: nothing to say. Well, she died in childbirth. The only person who knows is the poor maester. Exactly. Who's stuck in like a horrific, (laughs) twisted version of some workplace comedy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Trying to look at job ads. At the job ravens. Oh, God.
1: Become a maester, they said. Stay out of the sun, they
0: said. Any other castles need a maester. (laughs) I'm looking. I want to get out of here. (laughs) But I just don't think Walder Frey will care.
1: No, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. But yeah, you might be right. I think I, you might I, just might just go, Well, whatever.
0: Yeah, lost one, but oh well, I've got dozens more, more. So Ramsay, if you don't get Sansa back, you can marry one of the <laughs> other daughters. That's that's honestly how I feel a little bit. Yeah, it. maybe. Let's go to oh god, we've got to crack through this Jew. Sansa and Brienne. Such a nice little scene where yeah. Brienne was telling Sansa about Arya, about Arya yeah and Brienne trying to kind of push the subject as to what Sansa went through at Winterfell and Sansa being very unwilling to go there, as one can understand. And then there was a lovely sequence with Theon where, you know, his redemption of Reek journey is continuing as he decides that he can't just travel with, with Sansa and go to the wall, but he has to go back to the Iron Islands.
1: Yes. And I assume that is where he's going. Though. They don't make that explicit, but I, I guess he is totally going back
0: there. Well, he said home. Yeah. I've got to go home. I've got to so go home, So yeah. that's the Iron Islands. So let's go to the island, Iron Islands. Let's go there. And Balon. Now, I had someone today tell me I honestly thought Balon was already dead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you can be forgiven because like, they, they dropped right out of the yeah. story for a while,
0: and they which kinda, is fine. But. Well, yeah, they kind of summed up what they've been doing yeah. in one speech by Yara in which she makes it clear that they've just lost everything that they've gained. Yeah.
1: So they, they All the families have come around, back from
0: yeah. war and gone, get the hell out of our castles. Because that's right, exactly are off back to the sea, a salty sea. And that's, a, that's, that's
1: interesting though that they do that, that they say that, because that's the one thing that the show has always been really bad at conveying is that, like, we're following all these people around and some of them are lowborn, some of them are highborn but we never get the sense of what greater Westeros is up to. Mm. You know, like, like, there's not that sense of, the country was at war and now it's, it's not really at war because the war is over, basically. Like, everything's done. Mm. There's, uh, Stannis is done in the north. The South is relatively peaceful, there's no battles being fought there, armies are being disbanded, like people are going back to their homes, and Westeros, for the time being, is at a sort of uneasy peace, and we don't really get a sense of that, it's just sort of, we're following these characters, and that's fine, but it's interesting to hear characters talk about that, because it does give you this sense of this wider world that's happening around mm. them that we don't really get to see very often, which is, you know, I just thought that was interesting that she yeah. brought that up.
0: Balon himself is not interested no. and apparently it's all Yara's fault because she disobeyed his orders and tried to get Theon. Of course it is. And he says, oh, you can super piece all you like when you're in charge, but until you are, you'll obey my orders and then goes rambling off onto a convenient rope bridge in the middle of a storm. And I thought he was just going to fall and plunge to his death without anything, but I know they had to introduce a whole new character. <laughs> Who is Euron Greyjoy? A brand new,
1: apparently Euron. We don't hear a name, but apparently he is Euron Greyjoy, mm. yes. Uh, who's some sort of pirate, crazy
0: pirate. Crazy pirate. Yes, the, a dread pirate. The Captain Jack. Of, yes, <laughs> of the summer sea or whatever it is, the narrow sea. I was,
1: I was going in a dread pirate Roberts direction. Ah, you've a, okay. You've been, got a you've got a Jack yeah. Sparrow, which actually is much closer because he is insane. <laughs> he thinks he's a god. He thinks
0: he's the drowned god. Yes. So that's going to be interesting. Does he now then put a claim in for the throne? Because we see after Balon, you know, splits his head open on the rocks and is taken back out to sea. Yara says, "I'm in charge," and mm. some you know, crinkly the priest guy, priest guy yeah. goes, Oh, no, nah. what makes you no? Nah? <laughs> uh, I think you're missing something vitally important. Of course, she doesn't know that her brother's also missing something vitally important. <laughs> if you need that to be an heir anyway. Um, and I was just, I, I love the expression on Yara's face, which is like, seriously, <laughs>
1: we're going to do this as well. You're going to okay. do it
0: You're going to a bunch of, you know, prunish, you know, crinkled old sea dogs going, oh, you're a woman, you can't run. (laughs) You can't run the Iron Island! It'd be so much more efficient under Yara. She actually can get shit done. It would be. And
1: it it was interesting, actually, to go back to her conversation with Balon. It was refreshing, actually, to see an Ironborn actually say, the way that we do things is kind of stupid and we should maybe (laughs) think about not doing them exactly that way in the future. Like, maybe try something different, because it hasn't been working for us in the past, and it's probably going to keep not working for us in the future. Because they went so- and captured all these castles, and then they just got driven out by the people who came back, and Balon's totally cool with that, because the men all died fighting, so that's all good. And she was like, no, that's ridiculous. We lost a lot of our army. They're
0: an island people who maybe have a population of, what, about 4,000 total? Like, they can't be that populous an island.
1: (laughs) They can't afford for everyone to keep dying. So so Yara is understandably frustrated. So
0: she's coming in with a sensible platform, and then in comes Wacko Brother. (laughs) I am a god. Worship me. Two guesses for who they'll all follow.
1: Yes, Ugh. and it also it also winds back the. I was going to say egalitarian, but I don't think that's the right word. But sort of the the equal opportunity nature of the the Ironborn, because we'd sort of gotten the impression that Yara wasn't necessarily a special case. That like it was very much a bit of a meritocracy. Like if you could find, but we and didn't see other.
0: Women. No, that's true.
1: But I think like the impression that I got anyway was that the Ironborn didn't necessarily care if you were a man or a woman if you were good at what you did. True. They were good, but then this sort of throws you it back
0: into the You can't really rape as well when you're a woman. <laughs>
1: That's well
0: I mean I hate to yeah. say that, but yeah. I don't I don't mean to suggest that women can't do anything as equally good as a man, but I just feel rape is one of the is that too hardcore a conversation to be having? But I, I feel Possibly like,
1: too hardcore a conversation I feel forever. like
0: in a, in a rape and pillage society...
1: In a traditional rape and pillage sense, I guess that women would be uh, operating at a disadvantage. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Things are going to take more time. <clears throat> they might require more restraints, like literal restraints, not, not just sort of metaphorical. Ooh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, do you mind if we... This... <laughs> <sighs> oh, well done, Natalie, making inappropriate jokes again. Stu is very wisely just shut up. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, doing
1: the audio equivalent of uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not with her. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: um, I'm on another podcast. Yeah, this is
1: this is a weird. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> let's go to King's Landing. Yes. Let's. Oh, look. Let's talk about it. The best comedy review in the history <laughs> of the world. I, do, I mean, I couldn't... That whole sequence started with the uh, cockney geezer. All right, then I got me wang out at Queen Cersei and, oh, she licked her lips and didn't she like it, whatnot. Like, where do they get these guys out of central casting? <laughs> well, you know, exactly. you got on your headshot as an actor. Good cockney geezer. <laughs> and all the extras just going, ah, oh, no, ah, oh, bah, or laughing. Oh, oh, oh. It just, the whole scene kind of felt really... A bit cliche. But I
1: love, like it's just it's set up so beautifully. Like, like yeah. you know this guy is telling this incredibly off colour story about a very traumatic event that happened to the Queen in a public place. And you would think, you know, he's obviously a few a few schooners into it, but you know, you just sort of think to yourself, Really, dude? Really? Like this is what you're gonna Okay, and then sure enough, later on you just
0: He's going for a wee tinkle in a back alley. Yes. And then you just you just, Like I knew You knew it was, was coming. Yeah, you just knew it was coming. You knew that it was going to be the Zombie Mountain. Yeah. Or well, Franken Mountain, Frank as people mountain. have suggested, which I think is a great nickname as that's well. That's So you knew it was going to be Franken Mountain, and he's so huge. Yeah, and,
1: and it's not, it's all that guy. Like, that's not, I don't think they put him in lifts or anything. And it's the, <laughs> the way
0: that the other guy, the, the Cockney Geezer, turns around, and then you just hear, like, the sound of urine on armor.
1: <laughs> on armor. <laughs> on armor and boots.
0: looking at it. And you just know it's not going to end well. But it is just delightful. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a person who likes gore in a usual sense. You know, I'm I'm not that guy. But in this moment, I was that guy. No, absolutely. I just wanted him that to was... have his brains splattered on the yes. wall in like a pa-pow! You know, just... <laughs>
1: But it was so <laughs> it was so perfunctory, it was like a cartoon almost. It like, was so cartoon. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was like something from a Looney Tunes cartoon where yeah. and, and not in not in a bad way, I'm not saying that it's like a criticism. It was just the perfect comedy button yeah. for the, the previous scene. Yeah. Like he's there, he's boasting, he's being very rude, very ribald about the queen and a ter- terrible thing that happened to her, and then the mountain shows up and just grinds his head into a wall.
0: I hope they release like a little behind the scenes of how they did that shot because yeah, it was so it's well executed and yeah. it was so fast mm. but yeah i just giggled and i just thought of all the stand-up comedians that i've seen <laughs> and i'm sorry to say Stu, they are mostly male ones oh, yes. But i would like to just oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh women are shit because of this are they oh, <laughs> sorry to do stereotypes about male comedians making jokes about women sorry to do that stereotype but they do <laughs> it's annoying get some better jokes And yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, couple in particular which I won't mention here. (coughs) But if you if you understood that (laughs) cough, that's just me. Zombie Mountain though couldn't help Cersei when she was trying to get to Marcella's funeral.
1: It was funny to see the Lannister troops all freaking out. Oh my god, that was so good. He's like (laughs) this one
0: guy, and he just kind of moves a little twitch, and they all
1: just they all twitch and grab their swords.
0: Oh, where's my, where's my smelling salts? Because <laughs> you know that if he wanted to, he could take. Oh, all he could just it.
1: wipe the floor with. All and Cersei it just
0: looks so confident. <laughs> but even she can't get through that blockade, so she has to. Well,
1: walk. she's kind of withdrawn a little, and this is the thing: she's gotten very quiet. She's gotten very introspective, stoic. Uh, yeah, and I, I think um, something's coming from Cersei. I think.
0: She's just recharging.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's just regathering her. Because we saw
0: her, because Tom and and Jamie have a chat and Jamie says, why didn't you let your mum come? And uh, Mm. she said, well, High Sparrow was going to call her a slut and throw her out, basically. Poor young kid, he's all worried about being a good king. Yeah. And what is he, all of 13 or something? Yeah, exactly. He's, He's 14, maybe. He's a little weenie guy. He doesn't know how to be a king. And Jamie's saying, well, go see your mother. Go apologize. And so he goes to see Cersei and she's all like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. No, don't worry about me. I'm just, <laughs> like there's so much mother guilt, like laying it there, on There feet. was a lot of mother guilt there. I'm just fine here. You just do what you want. I, I mean, I just gave birth to you and raised you. <laughs> and then you're an independent person now. You don't need your own mom. I'm very lucky my mother never pulled that on me. I'm so thank you, Mum, if you ever listen to this. She'd be so
1: appalled. <laughs> Natalie,
0: don't sound like a lady. You don't you don't need to swear. She can throw out an F-bomb with the best of them, <laughs> But it normally takes a drink or two. She's Irish, you see. Exactly. But yeah, so Cersei then when Tommen says look, I need your help, mum. I need you to help me to be strong. Mm. I should have broken the sept on the high Septon's head before letting him hurt you. Then Cersei goes, Ring! ah, <laughs> and in. Yes. And, of course, she promises to help him. And she does love him, of course, dearly. She's a son, but it was well, still this is the thing that, that was... vacuum space yeah. that she can fill, but, particularly but... with Marjorie still in prison.
1: It was interesting to me. I wasn't totally sure how to read that scene, whether that was her forgiving Tom and saying it's all right, I understand, let's do this together, or whether it was saying you're dead to me, but I need you for a bit, you're useful and so I'm going to tolerate you for a while.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that, I must admit, but I see how you could take that reading from it.
1: Yeah, like I wasn't totally sure, I'm not I'm leaning more towards she forgave him, but I I was definitely thinking during that scene, I was like, is she just still really angry at him? And like, basically he's dead to her, but he's useful. So she's going to keep him around to Mm. get some revenge. Mm. You know, is that what's going on? I guess we'll see, but like, she won't get revenge on him though. No, but he's very much a pawn now. He's a tool to be used. Remember what she said?
0: She said last episode that all of her children were going to die. And she seems sort of, Resolved to this mm, future yeah. where all her children would die, so maybe it's just a case of rather than I'm going to protect him, it's like I'm going to get what I can while he's still alive. Yeah. Jamie and the High Sparrow have a bit of a, ha- a standoff.
1: They do, and I thought I thought violence was coming uh, yeah. in, in one way or another because no, but, I didn't I didn't expect it was it was funny, I and mean, other people might have sort of seen it coming, but when all the other sparrows sort of arrived, the I'm faith like, militant, the faith militant, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's clever. He's alone in a sept, and what are you going to do, Jamie? You know, left-handed Jamie, and...
0: Mm. You're good, but you're not not that that good good anymore.
1: No, especially not without your right hand. Yeah.
0: I still don't kind of know what the Sparrow's end game is. Is it just a pure religion? Because he talks about... I think he's a fanatic.
1: I, I take him at face value in the sense that I don't think he has some crazy ulterior motive. He's a fanatic, and he believes very strongly in returning the kingdom to you know pious roots and if he has to kill a bunch of people to do it then that's just regrettable yeah.
0: well i use the example in my recap of the hydra you know you cut yes. we're all poor and penniless and nameless but together we can overthrow an empire so you cut one of us down and more will come in hmm. i guess maybe similar to what's been happening in marine that's with right yeah the, sons, the, of the sons of the yeah. harpy similar fanatical but i think that one is more politically motivated in some, yeah. in marine but i think this one is more religiously yeah absolutely yeah, they're,
1: they're fanatics they're genuine mm. fanatics who believe very strongly that
0: everything's gone to
1: sin and you know what they're not wrong yeah they're not totally that is wrong true.
0: but and he's super harsh on himself as well saying go on kill me i deserve it hmm. so he has no he says he fears death but he, his actions don't seem to no. No, exactly. But then he did have the support of all those fake militants. So it's probably easy to say, go and kill me when...
1: <laughs> when, when you know it's When Jamie is making
0: a risk assessment and going, you know what? I would prefer to live because I need to protect Cersei. Bran. Yes.
1: Very exciting.
0: Bran is was, back.
1: Yeah, Bran's back.
0: More importantly, Hodor is Hodor's back. Hodor's back. And can speak, or could speak at <coughs> one point.
1: Could speak in the flashback that we see that the show's never done before and now apparently is going to do a bunch of.
0: Time traveling flashbacks.
1: That's right, and oh, we're totally going to see some stuff. Oh, it's going to be great! It's going to be. I'm actually really excited about it because you know there is that theory. There's the theory, and what better way to explain that theory than Than to show it? it Than Brand seeing it in a flashback. Also, it also opens up the door, and I I don't know if I'm spoiling anything because like I haven't seen any announcements or anything, but like potentially we could get Sean Bean as Ned Stark back. Like, however, briefly, in some sort of flashback, I don't know whether they would, but yeah. Yeah, he, he would be a younger man. But Well, you
0: saw Robert Downey Jr. in that Marvel movie. Well, that's true. They Captain could, America, they, de-aged. they totally de him.
1: <laughs> they made him look like 90s Robert Downey Jr. It's it hilarious. was
0: insane. <laughs> and he was, like, super skinny as well. Yeah.
1: yeah he was like
0: yeah. a skinny, ratty kid. And I was like, what have they done to Robert Downey? Is he going to be like this the whole movie? And it's like, no. Nope. No, no, no. It was a... Interior Mind flashback. Yes. Anyway, uh, anyway, that's Captain America Civil War. Go see it. Lots of fun. Um, So, so,
1: you know, Sean Bean could potentially be back as Ned Stark. That would be a real coup if they'd kept that quiet and just sort of dropped it on us.
0: You'd have to fit it in around his schedule.
1: His his busy schedule. What's he up to Oh, he's
0: got a lot of movies he's got to be in where he dies. Where he dies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: He's got a lot of death scenes to film. But they're not easy.
0: Yeah. It takes a lot to be like this. (laughs) For days on end. I enjoyed the flashback. It was really sweet to see young Ned and young Benjamin and how how good they were yeah. even as kids. And then Liana.
1: Liana who the we've the never
0: famed seen... Liana. Yes.
1: Riding it on a horse, um, very aria like, um, very sort of strong female character sort mm. of thing.
0: Kind of romantic as well. Like strong yeah. but a romantic a hair all in the yeah. breeze and yeah. this kind of hint that she would grow to become the famed beauty mm. and... But I, I realized from then, I was like, oh, she's Ned's older sister. I always thought she was a younger sister. Isn't that funny?
1: Mm. Yeah. I yeah. don't know
0: why. Maybe because Ned just seems like such a protector. He seems like an I older brother. I yeah, assumed exactly. he was an older yeah. brother, but of course. And you forget that like he had an
1: older brother. Yeah. Right? So
0: I think he would have been the eldest and then Liana and then Ned and then Benjamin. Yeah. That was interesting, and it's
1: funny. It's funny to see them sort of fighting in the yard, and a lot of that scene mirrors yeah. the season one stuff, where the the, uh, the kids that we know are fighting in the yard with Brandon, or
0: they're teaching Brandon yeah. to shoot arrows yeah. and teasing each other and all that yeah. sort of stuff. There's a lot of that. And it was, I, I did laugh when Bran said they were also happy and the three-eyed Raven said, you were too once. And I was like, yeah, remember back to that first 45 minutes of episode one?
1: Before someone pushed you out of a tower. Yeah. You were pretty happy then. Yeah, good, times. A happy kid. Yeah. good times. Good
0: times. Good times. <laughs> Almost an hour he lasted. Yeah. As a happy kid.
1: Before he became sullen and miserable.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it is like, I mean, I called the, the cave up there north of the wall the meth den. The meth den? Because it did.
1: <laughs> it is inside tripping balls inside. More like which was maybe
0: great. an opium den yeah. of Sherlock Holmes era, but they're yes. just inside, covered in branches, just tripping out. Hmm. But Hodor. Yeah. I think I had found out in the book somewhere that his name was Willis. Oh okay. So that I know that came as a bit of a surprise. That to was a, people, that was a surprise
1: to me. I was like he had a name. Yeah, like, I think I must
0: have already read that. But what did surprise me was the idea that he could talk. at at some point and something happened to stop him because in the books as far as I can recall from what I've read in the books is just you know his name was Millis he Willis he was a stable boy but all he said was Hodor so his name just became Hodor yeah there hasn't seemed to be as far as I can recall and I've only read sort of halfway through book three but as far as I can recall there hasn't been any mention that something happened to stop him from speaking no yeah
1: so so you wonder what would have and if they're going to address that or whether it's mm. just going to be a cool little thing that they were like oh yeah he used to be able to talk and now he can't although I love that when they when Bran sort of woke up back in the in the cave um, and Hodor's there because he's watching over him and then he says uh, you know he's in Hodor and he's like Hodor I saw you and you your name is Willis and and you could talk and Hodor's like Hodor <laughs> but I'm like not sure what I expected then yeah. um, so I what,
0: what happened Hodor <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, but I love I love that he actually gives like the Hodor some inflection. Like he, as if he's saying something, he's like, Hodor. You know?
0: <laughs> and Mira is not very happy with having to sit around and wait not, for all these not visions. Not happy at all. Cause it, I mean, it, it, we, it implies that he's been doing these visions for, well, as long as the whole last season lasted, yeah. but none of them have been particularly valuable until that one. He said, you finally showed me something I care about. And he gets all excited and goes to tell Mira and she's like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're just going to sit in here and do nothing and the war's going to come and we won't help. And then there's the weird child of the forest. Yeah, just hanging around. Yeah, Um, kind of little weird pixie. And it looks like
1: there's just one of them because there was only one in that scene from season four which I went back and watched today because oh, yeah. I, was, I went back and had a look at it. And they've changed the design. They, they tend to... I thought... Not only did they change the actor playing Bloodraven, but yeah. they, they've changed the design of whoever's doing that. I think it's just an actor now. I think they had digitally like fixed up the person who was at the end of season four because she had a very otherworldly sort of features and stuff, and I, I think they'd gotten, like, a child or something to play her, and then, like, digitally done her face or something, because it looks very cgi but this person is basically just a person in makeup, and yeah. it's a different person. Yeah, that's but what I But it's meant to be the same it. one, I guess, because there's only one of her, and there was only one initially. I, I remember there being more. I remember yeah. there being, like, a whole bunch of them, but there's just one.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, there's obviously just one up there. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but and whether she goes back with everyone, that'll be that'll be weird. I guess she'll probably stay there.
0: Yeah, but. look after Blood Rain. Mm. You got to imagine what the sanitary facilities are like <laughs> in that case. Well, is he? I
1: mean, is he part of the tree now? Like, how does that all work? Like, it did maybe oh, it just by synthesizers.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but Brand's not. No, that's true. Yeah, you
1: know. Or You've got to imagine they're not small.
0: Well.
1: <laughs> Plus, what are they all eating? There's no food. Yeah. Uh,
0: there's a lot of questions about the meth den.
1: Well,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe Bran can just survive. I mean, he's had quite the growth spurt. So he's he, got to have been eating some. yeah.
1: He's getting, he's getting nutrition.
0: It can't all be hormones. <laughs> Finally, let's talk marine. Yes. And we didn't see Danny or Jorah or Mario, but we did see Tyrion get a little bit friendly with some dragons. Indeed, In a
1: very tense and awesome scene. I really liked it. It um, was a
0: Great scene. But you yeah. know what was even better? What? Varus's face.
1: <laughs> He's go like, Go back. I'm not going down there. Yeah,
0: man. go back, freeze frame the <laughs> point where Tyrion is kind of mustering up the carriage to walk down the steps. And Varus is just looking at him like he has a big, fetid, infected, gangrenous <laughs> he, foot he really like is. waving under his nose. He's like, Ugh, I cannot believe you are doing this. Yeah. It's very funny.
1: <laughs> like, like it's fear, but it's also like that look of almost disgust. It's like, disgust. What and, are you doing? And almost
0: <laughs> disappointment yeah. that Tyrion feels the need <laughs> to go on one of his little adventures because <coughs> oh, this is going to help us. But they're stuffed. Like they are stuffed in Marine. The slavers have yep. taken back Astapor and Yunkai. Mm-hmm. The fleet is completely burned. The peasants are revolting. Uh, uh-uh. 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 They're stuffed. So he's got to try something. His one idea is the dragons. Now, do you think that his ability to kind of get up close with the dragons and idea, I'm going to be their friend, Varys? Do they know that? (laughs) They have such good people.
1: And then later on, he goes, "I'm here to help." Don't Don't need the the help. help.
0: And then at the very end, when he says to Varys, "And if I ever have another idea like that,
1: punch me in the face." (laughs) It was The whole scene was great. It was, oh. it was a Tyrion scene, so it was amazing. there was a moment
0: where he says, you know, I asked my father for a dragon, just yeah. a small one, and then he told me they were extinct, and I was like, oh, Tyrion. Do you think, then, this gives some credence to the idea that he may also be a lost Targaryen? Well,
1: I'm sure they're playing with that idea. Um, I don't know if that's actually what's going on, but it's definitely something that the show is aware of and is throwing out... Maybe red herrings, maybe not, as to what, why Tyrion should be able to wrangle these two very dangerous creatures. Mm. Like you know, they're very they're very big now. They're much bigger than what we saw them last, mm. and they're pretty spiky.
0: Much like this little devil who's come onto the table.
1: Yes, him. He's not spiky. He's fluffy.
0: Would you let me ride you if you were a giant, big flying cat?
1: If he was a giant cat, he probably would have eaten us by now. That is true.
0: You're a little jerk, aren't <laughs> you? Huh? Yes, you are. You're a little jerk. Yes you would. okay, bye knacker. Okay. <laughs> they're just so cute sometimes they too. Are cute. They are pretty cute. Especially this one's pretty cute. Yeah, they're very annoying but cute nonetheless. I really liked the dragon scene. It was one of my favourite scenes of the episode. And this was the episode in which Jon Snow came back for the dragon. So that's (laughs) that's
1: that's high praise indeed.
0: Really high praise. But they I mean they put the dragons in that chamber when they were little enough to get through the door. Like they're way too big for the door now. So what are they just gonna hang about in there just unchained? Well, by unchaining them will that help their appetite? Or are they gonna do some
1: Well you've got to imagine that if they you know bust
0: out of there. <laughs> if
1: they if they wanted to get out of there they probably could. Yeah. So I think we might be seeing that in the future maybe. I did like that little moment where Tyrion uh, takes the takes the necklace off, like the, the, the manacle off one of their necks and then the other one kind of does the hey
0: hey, hey me too. Me too, me too. I got one
1: I got one too. Get like that.
0: can I just say that is such a cat thing. <laughs>
1: They're definitely playing them as giant fire-breathing cats. Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely a a thing that they're playing with. They're they're temperamental. They like their one owner, but they don't necessarily like other people. They're, you know, hard to read. And sometimes they'll just attack you.
0: Yeah, and other times they'll just bugger off.
1: Yeah, into the darkness. You
0: know, and you'll be doing something fun, and then they're off.
1: Hmm.
0: And you can't stop them. (laughs) And also they scratch your furniture. Yeah. And your legs. (laughs) Jerk kittens. Anyway. We've come to the end of our recap. Have we? Yeah, well, we're it? like massively over time. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to point out, Patreon is going crazy good. Mm. And I've had this stupid idea, Stu, yes. that if I make some huge amount per recap, and I haven't even cottoned on to what yet, but I will say something like $2,000 a recap or something, I'm going to fly to Ireland. <laughs> and I'm going to go on the Game of Thrones set visit.
1: Yes. Set tour, oh, that'd be amazing. And I'm going to
0: go on every shonky non-licensed Game of Thrones tour and experience, mm-hmm. I can, yep. and recap the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. So, that's the new goal. Okay. Although, there is a goal, if I make it to 350 a recap, I have to write a Dothraki beat poem. Right. Using my Learn Dothraki book. <laughs> right. And if I get to $500 per recap, Stu, you and I are going to be recording this podcast as a visual podcast. Right. In full costume.
1: Now, you mentioned this to me, and I, I, I said, what should we be dressed as?
0: Yeah, well, Game of Thrones character.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but who should we be? Who should we be dressed as?
0: Yeah, well, I'm sorry, Stu, but you can't be naked, Hodor. <laughs> we don't want people to unsubscribe from the. You know what? Hey, maybe we should try it. Maybe we'll get more people in.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: We'll just do it nude, but with some creative like black stripes over. I don't know. You're married, and I don't. I don't want to get into a situation there with a good lady wife. It'll be like that time you and I watched a porno. Yes. They didn't get weird at all, though. I mean, no. apart from initially when it was a bit weird. Yeah. But then and it just got boring.
1: It did. Watching a watch porno all the way through. It was for research, boring. by yeah. the
0: way, if I can just say that. Go look it up. Just it, look was, up it, was for a,
1: it was for a funny article. Look up honestly. Girl
0: Clumsy yeah. Watches a Porno on Google. I'm sure it still comes up. <laughs> fun stuff. Anyway, patreon.com slash girl clumsy. Get on it, guys. Get on it. Loving your work. You're all amazing. And facebook.com slash Throne for all the fun of Facebook. John Birmingham, of course, is our Lord and Master this season. The recaps go up there every late Monday night, early Tuesday on cheeseburgergothic.com. Stew is Disco Stew on Twitter. I am Girl Clumsy. Do tweet us, do tweet everyone. And we will see you again next week for John Snow is back. <laughs> Let's follow his adventures as he defends the wall from the horrible Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. I'm going to work on my theme song.
1: <laughs> Do that and we'll, we'll hear it next week.
0: We will hear it next week. And possibly if we get there, a Dothraki
1: beat-pong. Beat yeah. Looking forward to that.
0: Alrighty. And as we always like, oh, we didn't mention Arya.
1: Oh, that's right. Well. Do like, she She got beat up again, except now, now Jack and Agar's back and he accepted her and he, she's going to go train.
0: And he looks kind of sensitive. That's pretty much it. We'll get back to her next one. We will. So as we always like to say, Valer Morghulis! coming.